Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice. juice. Juicy the Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. And it's a sad Moneyline Mark this week as uh, the Browns Sadly, go down. Putting it mildly. Yeah. All right, Mark, you were all invested in the Cleveland Browns. I think you had Super Bowl tickets and you had division tickets. Walk me through the emotions on Monday. Well, nothing new, right, guys? I mean, this is commonplace for, for Browns fans. You know, you have so much momentum going into the season and, and expectations. And, and honestly, this year it was a little more mild, at least from a media perspective. I don't think there was a ton of, you know, the Browns or expectations being that high. Uh, the fan base certainly had it. But I think there's less talk. You know, over the years there's been just splash moves they've made that, that really – caused a lot of attention and, and this year was a little bit dialed down, but personally I had high expectations and then just going into that game and, and then losing Chubb, but I knew they had, you know, quote unquote, a poor man's Chubb in uh, Ford still, and, and he played great, you know, and they were still in the game um, throughout the entire game really until the end. And Deshaun simply just didn't play well. Um, overall though, my hopes are still, still high because it's really on Deshaun now. He's just got to step up and be the guy that they gave up all, all those picks and money to. It's kind of on him now to really control this team. When you say the hopes are high, what's now the ceiling to you with this Browns team and where, cause uh, you had Super Bowl tickets, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, my, my expectation hasn't changed. You lose a running back. Obviously you look around the league and you see what type of value the ownership and organizations put on the, the position because a lot of guys are plug and play. Now I will argue that Nick Chubb is not, is a little bit different league uh, compared to others, but I do feel like the rushing yards will still be there receiving yard. I think all those things, you know, I don't think it's, it kills us. I mean, I, it just doesn't. I mean, it, it hard and soul of the team was Chubb in terms of, you know, the guy's work ethic and popularity and he's really a throwback player. So a lot of fans love him, but, um, I still, my expectations are still super high. It's just Deshaun has got to play. Better. I will, I will say, Mark, the, the, I agree with you on on the heart and soul of the team, but the strength of this team is still the defensive line and the offensive line. So I think they can they can definitely get things together. I think the uh, the thoughts of Super Bowl probably are gone. Uh, Nick Chubb. Betting odds wise, sounds like he, from the articles that I was reading, was that he kind of affected a line by about a point and a half, right? So him being out kind of moves the line uh, just a little bit, not a huge amount, but about a point and a half. All right, Anthony, let's get in now to Ohio State Notre Dame this week because we're going to get our predictions in just a second. But I want to get your thoughts on how Ohio State looked great against Western Kentucky. Did that change how you feel going into this game against Notre Dame? Because we were kind of guessing at the at the betting line of this the mm-hmm. last few weeks, and you were dead on when I asked you last Saturday morning, and it ended up being uh, two and a half, and then it moved now because Ohio State played well on Saturday up to three, and, and some places three and a half. But your thoughts heading into this Saturday? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really close game. A really close game. I cannot envision a game where one team blows out the other. I can't. What I mean, you'd ask me my definition of a blowout. 
would probably be by double digits. Uh, and that may be, I know people probably say a blowout is usually, you know, 21 points or something. Maybe in this game, it is two scores. I, I don't, it just doesn't feel like one team's going to run away from the other. I, I feel like that they certainly have a slight edge at quarterback experience wise. And, and Hartman may be a better thrower of the football right now than Kyle McCord. We did see glimpses of what this guy can do. He's got talent. He just needed games. Now taking the show on the road to South Bend, they're going to have to go back to kind of the rhythmic passing a little bit, lean on the running game. I think Ohio State is up against something here in Notre Dame's offensive line. It's much better, so they're going to have to get home. They're going to have to rattle Hartman. Hartman has a way of making all these receivers for Notre Dame, who aren't household names, look very, very good. He's got speedsters. He's got a couple tall guys. got guys that can catch the ball. He can move himself. He is the X factor in this game. When he plays against good teams, he can throw picks. If Ohio State can force him into some turnovers, the whole game changes. If not, I think that Notre Dame's got a really good chance to upset Ohio State. Saying that, it, it it's kind of tough for me to lay the three on the road. It really is. I think if I know it's going to be a close game, I feel like I have to take the points. It doesn't mean Ohio State couldn't win, you know, 24-23 in a classic. It just feels like that's possible. I get a little worried that we haven't seen everything we need to see out of Ohio State's secondary when it comes to defending Notre Dame. That's why I'm putting so much emphasis on guys getting home up front and rattling him a little bit because if he has time, if he can pick receivers, we're going to find out of Hancock how good he can cover now and other guys that have looked good early in the season. So my initial instincts here early in the week would be to lean towards taking the points. If they have to go toe-to-toe offensively, with Notre Dame. What I mean by that is Notre Dame has scored, what, 40-plus points in five straight games. That's a program record. Now, I know who they're playing against. Believe me. It's not – these aren't like world-beater teams that, that they've put these points up against. But it feels like their offense can move the football like Ohio State's now. I wasn't sure about that before the season started. I thought maybe they'd have to slug it out with Ohio State. Now it seems like they can air it out against Ohio State. So that's going to put a lot on McCord's plate for his first massive road test. And so my instincts are if Ohio State can keep this game, you know, below 30 points or in the 30s, then they they win the game. If not, I'm afraid they lose the game. So my initial instincts would be to lean towards the points and what I think would be a good game, close game, and the home team getting points. Okay, Sam Hartman, you, you mentioned it, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Leads the end, leads – D1, right? And touchdowns, yep. I think. Yeah. And, and you said they haven't played anybody. I mean, they did play yeah. NC State, who's not yeah, terrible. Good defense on the road. You're right. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, all right. It's picks time, though. Mark, why don't you get us started? Moneyline Mark, your pick for Ohio State, Notre Dame. What's your total? I agree with everything Anthony just said. I think it'll be close. Um, I'm going to go 31 24, good guys. Okay, a high-scoring one, too, 31-24. What's the, what's the over-under total? Is it 56? 55, I think. Okay, 55, okay. Yeah. 31-20, you said 31-24? Yeah. Okay. Got you down for that, so you got Ohio State in the over. Anthony, your pick? Yeah, I, I hate I hate to be that guy and, and feel like a, we might be headed for a push right now. Like, I feel like 27-24 is the game that Ohio State wins a close one. Um, but that would be almost – that would be really erasing a lot of what Notre Dame can do. So I'm, I'm kind of – because if I go if I go 27-24, then I'm under. If I go 28-27, then I'm over. It's a very dicey line with over and under. I feel like 
I do want to root for points in this game. I think it's a night game. I think people be jacked up. Um, I could see it either way. It's right on that line for me. So I'll tell you what, let's make it dramatic. Um, I'm just trying to think, does Ohio State win a game where they don't kick a field goal? Like, are they going to, when they get in the red zone, they're going to score a touchdown every time. It doesn't seem, yeah, that's tough. It doesn't seem tough. So if I attach a 28 to Ohio State, then I'm telling you that there'll be no field goals. You told me there'd be no math. Um, so I kind of like Mark's number of 31. That feels like a pretty solid number. So here's what I'll do. I'll go over and I'll go with an instant classic, a 31-30 Ohio State victory. baby. 31-30 with a a field goal at the end to win it? Boy, would that right or wrong from last season, wouldn't it? (laughs) If that's the case. I I don't know when they get it. They may just hold Notre Dame off defensively at the end, meaning they'll have that lead in the fourth quarter and then Notre Dame will either miss a kick or not get to a kick. Um, So I'm not going to get in my mind that Ohio State kicks one at the buzzer to right all the wrongs, but uh, I feel like we're in for an instant classic. It just has that appeal to it. Yeah. Gosh, wow. 31-30, 31-24. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring, guys. I really don't. Like last year's game, and I know these are totally different teams, but last year's game was 21-10. Awful. And they didn't it, have Hartman, though. <laughs> I know they didn't have Hartman, but I think Ohio State's defense is, is going to hold them mm-hmm. like well below what we're seeing with him. Because I will tell you, I watched Hartman quite a bit last year because I was betting Wake Forest games, and he was very good against bad teams, or he was very good against mediocre teams, and it wasn't quite the same guy when he was facing really, really good teams. So. I think that uh, I think I've got this game at twenty four to seventeen. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be lower scoring. I've got Ohio State winning. I've got both teams score kicking the field goal. So I think twenty four seventeen is going to be my number. I think Ohio State covers. All right, let's switch gears. Let's go to NFL. I don't want to each do five picks in the cover five. We've been doing that each week. Uh, I want to do kind of our favorite two picks on the board. Two picks that we like now because I'll tell you. I've been changing my cover five mm-hmm. as we've been getting closer to all kickoff. Week. Yeah, I, I look at it all week, and that's why I, I beat Moneyline Mark this last week and uh, head to head. All right, but Mark, let's get your favorite two picks in the cover five, the two that you have locked in already. All right, I think Dallas is just going to have their way. Even though the spread mm-hmm. is enormous at minus 12, I think it's going to be a true blowout. So I'm going to take Dallas minus 12. And uh, my other one is uh, Philly minus five. So I'm going with two favorites this week. Um, but those are my, my two favorites. Okay. And it's a good strategy because in this cover five, you're looking for teams to blow out other teams. And I think there's a good chance that Dallas does that mm-hmm. uh, with Arizona. So I've, I've been looking at that one too. What about you, Anthony? Yeah, I'm going to go on the same lines. I'm not going to pick the same teams though. I feel like we're waiting on, we've had two weeks where the chiefs have not been themselves. We had where they didn't have Kelsey Jones. Then they did have in their first game and they struggled. Now they get a bears team that I would not, I mean, they may be desperate, but bad teams can be desperate all they want and nothing will happen. Um, I, I fear that this is one where Mahomes makes them look foolish. Now I feel like I would, I would lay that big number with the chiefs. What is it? 12 and a half or something like that. Uh, the number on cover five is 12 and a half. Yep. Yep. So I'll lay that with Kansas city. I feel a little confident there. And then I'm a little surprised. Is the Ravens Colts on the board right now? Not knowing whether Richardson's playing. It's minus eight. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens at home and lay the eight. I feel like uh, if Anthony Richardson doesn't play, that's a heavy lean for me now. And it might get that line might go up even more. 
So that feels, uh, I feel pretty confident in both of those. So I'll take two uh, fairly sizable home favorites. Yeah, there's a lot of games on the board that I love as far as putting together my money line parlay this week because I, it looks like there's a lot of mismatches. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stick with the Thursday night game, San Francisco against uh, against the Giants, mm-hmm. because I, I think this San Francisco team playing at home, New York's got to play without Saquon Barkley. Yep. I watched them against Arizona because I actually had a big parlay on the Giants, and they could not do anything until late in that game. And then they went well, they went crazy late and made an awesome comeback to win, which thankfully cashed a ticket for I me. I had them in a survivor pool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I had wow. them in, in a big parlay, Anthony, and the fact that they came through was awesome. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers, though, mm-hmm. and, and they're giving 10. It's a lot of points to give, but it's Thursday night. I could see the 49ers winning that game by 20 points and getting 10 points in the in the cover five contest. The other one that I've got circled is is one that I think people are going to be like, well, that's a weird pick. I'm actually going to go with Denver against Miami getting six and a half. Ooh. And the reason why is I think that Denver's been a little bit unlucky in their 0-2, and I think they easily could be 2-0. And I think everybody is jumping on this Miami team because they've looked really good offensively. Look, they were a little lucky to beat New England. New England didn't play well on uh, Sunday night. So I think getting six and a half with Denver is going to be my play. San Francisco and Denver for me. Uh, all right, last thoughts. Anything else from uh, the betting world you want to talk about? Well, it's interesting to me that um, you went with a team like that because my heart would say go with Miami as far as the amount of points they can score. Yeah. And the fact that they are going to be at home. And I agree, Denver can be, de- like I said, they can be desperate all they want. How good are they? I don't know. And if Miami's laying less than a touchdown with the amount of points they can put up, I don't know what the, it's supposed to be a very hot day in Miami again, obviously, probably close to 90. You know, how does Denver handle that going all the way from Denver to Miami and then dealing with the heat? Um, I feel like I would lean more towards Miami. The other one, to go off what you're saying, Scott, is the Vikings have turned the ball over at an epic rate. Just yeah. epic. They they could have yeah. stolen that game in Philly. That was so gettable. Now they come back home. The problem is they play a desperate Chargers team. Chargers fall to 0-3. That's an e- I think that's a pick'em game with the Vikes at home. So I, I just can't trust Minnesota or I would take them because the turnovers tell me they're a lot better than their 0-2 record right now. But actually, I was leaning the other way. I was leaning towards, you know, uh, grabbing Miami. And then the other one I was kind of looking at was Seattle at home against the Panthers. If they kind of figured it out a little bit now, I was surprised they did what they did at Detroit. And then all of a sudden they get the Panthers coming in now at 0 two. It feels like Carolina going all the way out to Seattle. Like I think Seattle should win that game by more than a touchdown, whether they do or not is yet to be seen. I did hit one fun little prop parlay this weekend and it was on a late one that I didn't even see. It's kind of funny when that happens, you feel like you may have lost the bet. So I had the Dolphins. I did an alternate spread on the Dolphins. I, I knocked it down like minus two and a half against the Patriots. And I had Tyreek scoring a touchdown, and I had Ramondre Stevenson scoring a touchdown. Tyreek got his fairly early. I had two of three legs done. And then the, the last touchdown, because the Patriots scored 14 in the fourth, was a Stevenson touchdown that I didn't even That's see. Right. And I woke up the next day yeah. and hit a little three-way. So it's always fun to do that on a uh, kind of a, a late a late afternoon evening and into the into into monday so had a little money to work with going into monday which by the way i lost most of that on the browns (laughs) (laughs) mark any any big wins from you this weekend 
Uh, I didn't have any big wins. Obviously, I lost the Cleveland one. But one thing I will say about uh, for for those Ohio fans of the Bengals and the Browns, right now you can get, still get the Browns at plus 2,700 and the Bengals at plus 1,825. From a value perspective, the Bengals are still not great, uh, being 0-2. Um, where, where they're at, I expected it to be a little bit more of a long shot. But the Browns at plus 2,700, if you still believe in the team and some of the philosophies I mentioned about the running backs, I think you, that's a great value for the Browns if you still think they can go and win it. So that's my two cents regarding that for Ohio fans. Yeah, I mean, I think most fans would probably believe a little more in the Bengals, even at 0-2 versus the Browns at 1-1 now, just because of the identity of the offense now goes on to Sean. And like Scotty said, he's not as sharp. I think he made critical mistakes on Monday, but not. But he didn't play as bad as as a whole as people are saying. Anyway, some off-target throws, but he also made some throws under pressure as well and throws from his end zone that looked really good. Um, I would be yeah. more likely to take Cincinnati because Cincinnati's proven they can come back from an 0-2 start and go most of the way. So I actually – but the problem is how do you bet on them with Burrow right now? You have no idea can't. whether he's playing. If they go 0-3, then they're toast. Like, I, I just feel like both those teams you stay away from now. I don't see a lot of crazy value. By the way, one last thing about Monday night – I had a parlay that I thought was tailor made that was just it was gonna cash in the first half. It was Chubb over eighty three and a half yards and Chubb scoring a touchdown. Oh. He was on his way. He already had sixty four yards at that point when he got injured. And it was gonna be a gimme. And then he was about to go in for a touchdown probably, and both came crashing down. Um and this is what Vegas is built upon. Things that you never think could happen. But Mark, while yeah. I know you're saying the Bengals value just is enticing to me, I just knowing that Burrow just may never be right, and if he comes back, will he re-aggravate it again? It might be worth a sprinkle because of the value you're talking about, but um, the two teams I didn't bet on before the year that I'm sorry I didn't right now that I'd love to have a piece of would be the Dolphins and the Cowboys. And I'm I'm overreacting to both probably, but I feel like I wish I would add a piece because their value was good, real Mm -hmm. good. Yep, yep. We didn't do our draft at the beginning of the year of of picking teams – uh, to win the Super Bowl, we might have to do that next mm-hmm. week. We'll we'll react. Three we'll, week head start. We'll have three weeks to to really dive in, and I can't wait to see because it's it's not a clear cut number one pick this year in that draft. All right, that is the cashing out podcast for this week. Anthony and I are going to be at Hollywood Casino for the Notre Dame watch party, or you can maybe go to the the Mark uh, Moneyline Mark watch party. Uh, that would be a blast as well. So this is cashing out. We'll see you next week.